Welcome to the Twins Talk It Up podcast, where my identical twin brother and I share our thoughts and provide solutions for executives and professionals who want to become masters of speaking and communicating so that they can maximize their influence and impact. Yes, we are identical twins who happen to also be public speakers, executive coaches, and sales leaders. Our company, DSB Leadership Group, focuses on equipping leaders who want to speak with confidence and authority, all while using their authentic voice. Here on the Twins Talk It Up podcast, we present topics about communication and leadership from our perspective as individuals and as twins. Welcome to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Twins Talk It Up podcast. Along with my twin brother, we are excited about our next guest. I have a special friend here joining us today, Deborah Cancro. She's the founder of Voice Vibes, located near the Baltimore, Maryland area. And we're really excited because our focus here at DSB Leadership Group is around public speaking skills, communication skills, and Deborah's AI technology is incredible. It really does a great job of complementing your goals and objectives to become a better communicator, a more powerful speaker, and increase your influence. I want to say welcome to the program. How are you, Deborah? Hey, David. I'm great. Thanks for having me on this fine Saturday morning. Well, we're excited to have you, Deborah. Thank you for joining us. A lot is going on, a lot of exciting things in our world, but we are thrilled at the Twins Talking Up podcast to have you. And part of the reason why I'm so excited, Deborah, is because you and I have actually had conversations in the past. We'll talk about later in this program how I've tried your technology. But as a public speaking coach, as a public speaking trainer, I can't tell you how having these type of tools, your Voice Vibes platform, how it enhances my ability to help my clients. This is incredible stuff. So I'm just thrilled to have you on the show, Deborah. Thank you. This is Danny, by the way. So from time to time throughout the podcast, you'll hear David or myself speaking, and we'll refer to ourselves before we speak, just so that you know the difference between which twin is talking. If you get confused on which twin is speaking, listen to the one that sounds more articulate and sounds amazing. That's going to be Danny. All right. So just want to let everybody know about that part. (laughs) Uh, On a side note, um, can you tell us a little bit about your journey of leadership and what eventually led you to begin voice vibes? Because this is really phenomenal. When I think about my background being in technology and my twin brother and I both being in public speaking, uh, I love the fact that you marry the two together. So please tell us a little bit about your journey and how you began voice vibes. Thanks. Uh, well, yeah, it's a pretty unusual story. I think I started out my career as an engineer. I, um, I worked at Bell Labs at AT&T in New Jersey for a few years and, uh, I wanted to switch into more of the product or marketing side. And in a big company like AT&T, it's hard to do that from, I was in the operations technology center. So I left and went to a startup and became their marketing manager, which was kind of crazy. And looking back, um, that was a hard jump. There was a lot I didn't know about marketing, but I learned through trial and error. That is my learning style. (laughs) And, uh, and then I went to another startup when I moved to California with my husband and got married. And uh, I was a marketing manager there. And then we grew and got acquired. And then I eventually became part of a product marketing group at Broadcom, which is the company that acquired that company. So my background captured both uh, the technical side a little bit and then marketing and a little bit more on the business side where I really started to appreciate 
the importance of speaking skills and, and some self-awareness of how bad mine were. I remember a time as, uh, you know, on the technical side, my manager having me come in a conference room and practice a presentation that I was going to be giving the next day. And I just remember back then thinking, why should I practice? I know what I'm going to talk about. And it didn't even occur to me that having it polished and packaged and thoughtful and concise, I, I had no idea how important that was. I'm, I'm humbled to admit. So, so looking back on those experiences and then later in my life, as I more and more realized that those are the most important things of all, you could be a smart, you could be the smartest person in the room. And if you don't sound like it, nobody's going to hear your ideas. And so that could be very frustrating to people. So, so that became a passion of mine is to empower people uh, who don't even realize how important it is and then give them objective feedback and an objective tool they can use in private at their own convenience and really help them work on these skills. Wow. I appreciate you sharing that, Deborah. This is Dave. I love how you, through your own experiences, learning about yourself, saying, if I'm an executive needing to improve my public speaking, needing to improve my presence, I know there are other professionals out there that could do the same. So voice vibes, Deborah, you talk about vibes. What are the vibes? I know that there are positive vibes, there are negative vibes, but explain what the vibes are and how understanding what these are can help us as professionals become better speakers. And then how can people use voice vibes to grasp how they're being perceived by their listeners? So your first question, you kind of answered in the second question, vibes are exactly that. They are measuring how you're perceived by others. Okay. That was our goal to help people be more self-aware. So the way that we developed this technology is we spent years collecting data. We have samples of voices, actor voices, samples from YouTube, samples from our own users, all over the place. We take little samples of people speak, speaking and we have listeners listen to them and rate them according to these 20 areas that we call vibes. So some examples are captivating, confident, authentic, personable, on the negative side, boring, detached, nervous, arrogant. Uh, so we've 20 different vibes in all, and we've collected millions of data points of people's perceptions of voices. And then, <clears throat> excuse me. And then with that data set, we trained our artificial intelligence to make these predictive models that then when we take a new voice audio, we can predict how people would, would score that audio in these 20 categories. Wow, that's um, this is Danny, by the way. So that really uh, hits home with me when I think about in the, the field that I'm in. I also began my career in telecom, then I moved over to uh, data and in the data center space. We have a lot of organizations with a lot of data that's uh, that's unrest, and we tell them, look, you have data. There's public data. There's private data. Let's go ahead and create a data warehouse. Let's apply some machine learning algorithms to it. Let's go ahead and pull it all in and determine how we can profit off of it. And I would never have thought, look, let's just take all these data sets from people speaking <laughs> and let's put something together to help them. That is phenomenal when I think about just that on the side. So let's stick with the research. Um, so research has revealed that if a presenter sounded confident and people in our organizations were 13 times more likely to buy from them. And I'm in the field of sales, technical sales. And so 
I know when I'm on the phone, I'm being pitched to, I'm just going to either nope, not interested within the first five seconds or, okay, you got me thinking real quick. Let's talk about that. So let's elaborate on that a little bit more on, on what you found in your research. Talk a little bit more about the data sets that you found interesting. Thanks. So as I mentioned, we collected all that data and surveyed people about how they thought a speaker was coming across. We actually threw in some additional questions in those surveys. One of them was, would you want to buy something from this person? And we saw that when people don't perceive a speaker as sounding authentic or confident, it's a very low number, less, I, I think it was 8% or something, mm. say, yes, I'd want to buy from this person. And then if they sounded extremely authentic or confident, people, I think, were in the 90s saying, yes, I'd want to buy from this person. So wow. extrapolating that out to, to a talking point, it was 13x difference. If, some, if a speaker sounds not at all confident versus mm. extremely confident, people are 13 times more likely to answer, mm. yes, I would want to buy something from this person. That's amazing. I think um, no matter how much training, this is Danny, by the way, Dave or I do for corporate sales reps. If they don't understand this part, it it just defeats the point. I I love that. So let's get a little tricky here um, for a boring sales rep versus an arrogant sales rep. Who's more effective? <laughs> oh yeah, that's that. Thanks for bringing that up. That was an interesting finding. Uh, it was a little bit surprising. The worst vibe of all is not arrogant, which is what most people think. It's actually boring. It is three times worse to be boring than it is to be arrogant. So in that same survey I just mentioned, I'd say 18% of people still say they would buy something from a salesperson who sounds arrogant, Mm. but only 6% said they would buy something or want to buy from someone that sounded boring. So that was surprising to us that that really boring is the absolute worst thing to be. We'll be right back after this short break. We want to thank our sponsor for today's episode, Paul Jackowitz of pauljackowitz.com. For all your website design and management needs, visit Paul Jackowitz. That's Paul J-A-C-K-I-E-W-I-C-Z.com. You've heard the rumblings. You've even thought of starting your own. But how? Everybody knows podcasting is the fastest and best way to get your message out and grow your business all at once. Although everybody knows this, nobody showed you what to do. Well, Podcast Nation is ready to do all that V-lifting for you while you just deliver your message and grow. Join the nation and start your podcast today. Text PODCAST to 929-244-4323 and make them hear your voice. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. As a special thank you, we have an amazing offer for our listeners. 20% off products or services on our website. Just send us an email with the subject line podcast, and we will send you that special discount code at dsbleadershipgroup.com. And now, let's get back to the episode. Welcome back to Twins Talk It Up podcast. This is Dave. I think it's so amazing when you think about a boring sounding sales rep. That doesn't quite fit. When you think about sales reps, they're excitable. They, they are high energy kind of guys, but 
there is something to be said, Deborah, that you can know your material. You could be technically sound, but if you come across in a way that can be perceived as boring, then it tends to cut off the listening. It tends to cut off the interest. And so exactly. I'd rather get someone who's arrogant or somebody who's confident in their abilities to share their products or services than someone who actually sounds like they're not even interested at all. So <laughs> exactly. I love that. I love that. So I'm not Benjamin Stein here. We're not going to talk about the wow here, right? So here's the question I have for you. Deborah and I have had conversations before and she and I have worked together and I've uploaded one of my speeches. And I did this from my speech I gave at, I was a keynote speaker and I was asked to speak on a certain topic of branding. And so I uploaded that speech. And that's one thing I love about this tool is you can upload speeches. You can upload your practice sessions and it continues to give you feedback and you could actually assess your growth and development as a speaker. So I wanna put myself out there, Deborah. How was my speech from about a year ago at this keynote that I gave pre-COVID? And what were your thoughts on what I could have done differently, what I could have done better as a professional? Give me your feedback from your assessment. Uh, thanks, David. So thanks for sharing. So David shared his results with me within our platform. And uh, as I look at it, you got a great, a great score. So it's, it looks like you uploaded um, a formal speech that you gave. That's correct. And uh, you got very good scores. I mean, you only had four us and ums in almost 15 minutes, which is like nothing. <laughs> I've had 140, so. <laughs> oh, wow. Avoid the filler words there. I love it. <laughs> so uh, that alone shows me that you're a professional. And then you all your dials are right in the ideal range and pace and pausing. No upspeak, of course. Uh, women usually struggle with that more than men, but uh, you don't have that. Your your variety and your volume and your pace and your pitch all show that you've achieved what good speakers do, which is sounding natural. So we can tell through our algorithms if you're speaking in a natural, authentic way, or if you're kind of forced or in a repetitive pattern, and you're not doing any of that stuff. So um, the only feedback it gave you was on strength of opening. It said that you could have had a little more um, enthusiasm in your voice in that first 30 seconds when you opened. So I don't recall, sometimes when you're uploading a speech too, maybe there was some, uh, someone was introducing you or maybe people were clapping or there might be something in the audio that tripped that up. Or maybe you had a, a story that was very serious, which is also a good way to open. So. Strength of opening sometimes has reasons why, you know, that could be low and still be okay. But other than that, your scores look perfect. Deborah, I'm so inspired. Thank you for encouraging me. <laughs> um, I'll tell you this, Dan started off the beginning talking about the twins, if you can't watch this and what you can hear, but clearly Deborah made it, made it obvious, Dan, <laughs> that the better speaker presenter has to be me. You haven't even uploaded your speech and she's already complimenting my speaking <laughs> abilities. So I want to thank her for that. But I also want to say this, Deborah, what I love about your, your AI platform is it gives you the feedback that you need to become a better speaker. Now, there are competitors out there, Deborah, that will actually tell you, don't listen to yourself speak. Don't record yourself speaking. You're going to overly critique yourself. You're going to actually hurt yourself negatively, feeding yourself all the things you don't do right. But 
in reality, if you understand the mindset you need to have, you want to improve, you want to get better. So you're going to look for the positives and you're going to look for the one or two areas you could tweak. And that's really even your feedback. You did that for me today. You said, Dave, you did this well, that well, this well, but here's an area I would focus on. That to me inspires me to want to be a better speaker. And it further reinforces the reason why we need to have this type of technology, why this is so valuable within the corporate spaces. Deborah, would you mind sharing maybe a story of a professional or an organization that implemented voice fives and they've seen dramatic results? Because I can't tell you how many times clients I've worked with have expressed how happy they've been seeing themselves grow. But give us an example or show us a story of where you've done this and how you've seen it change a corporation or a culture of an organization. Oh, that's great. Well, some of our clients, I'm not allowed to say their name, unfortunately, uh, but I, I'll tell you a couple of stories. One I'll tell from my personal, just because I can talk freely about myself. Um, I would be doing investor pitches a lot and in these pitch competitions and I would practice in voice fives. And there was one particular slide or topic when I talked about my team where I saw I was always getting boring. So I was able to go change up that section of my, my, when I talk about my team, to make it more of a story, more of a summary, more concise, because I was getting into this thing where I was just listing credentials. So of course I sounded boring. So that helped me go and change up the content. And I did end up winning. Uh, I won some pretty serious competitions in the pitching area. And I, like I said, I am not a professional speaker. <laughs> so um, that, was, that was a great validation to me we've got a lot of stories, a lot of different use cases from uh, business pitches, students even in MBA programs got 10% higher scores in the wow. sections where they use voice vibes where they didn't. Uh, in learning and development, leadership training at some bigger companies, we see that even in their, in their data, they improve about 10%, but even in their self-assessments of their improvement, they assess that they've improved well over 10% in using voice vibes. Uh, we're in nursing programs where they're helping nurses and patient interfacing people to practice speaking in a compassionate and personable tone. So there's there's a lot of examples. And another one with um, with leadership programs, uh, they practice for interviewing skills, even interviewing for the next level of job to get to the next level. And they prepare leaders to practice in voice vibes to do their brand uh, what's that called? Their brand statement, their personal brand statement, and other statements where they're positioning themselves even internal to the company to sell what they've done and talk about it in a confident way. That is amazing. This is Danny, uh, by the way. <clears throat> Dave, I don't need a tool to tell me how awesome I am compared to you, but I'm just joking. <laughs> uh, I, kudos, everyone. My brother's an amazing speaker. We just completed a public speaking course uh, for sales reps. Excellent job, Dave. Very, very impressed with that. And I would tell everyone, if you're thinking about improving your sales team, and this is one of the things that I do as a sales, uh, fractional head of sales for small companies and startups, as I sit down with the individuals and I help them understand how to craft and how to tell their story. It's not about just saying the sales pitch. There's so many leaders that do these things called sales scripts. Yes. You get on, you repeat it. It doesn't matter what really the response is of the person you're talking to. You got to get to your sales script so that you can meet your KPI. How are you helping managers and directors utilize your training tool 
to help their sales team to be more effective in presenting themselves to customers. Because That's I feel cool. like you said it perfectly, so elegantly when it comes to doing your pitch deck, when it comes to doing presentations or competition speaking, or even trying to get the next promotion, yeah. it is so valuable to be able to understand your speech and your tool does that so well. How are you uh, effectively helping managers and directors and of, of people who train sales reps to do this as well? Thank you for asking that because we're getting more and more into this space and we just got acquired by Big Ten Can, which is a mm -hmm. sales enablement company. So we're going to be doing even more of this in the future, but there's, there's a few different use cases within the sales organization that are really valuable. One of them is onboarding. So as you mentioned, there's so much to learn about how to leave voicemails, how to handle objections, how to talk about the company, do the elevator pitch. And so our platform is used as a scalable way that managers can not only have people learn that content, because there's lots of ways today people are doing that, but it's a way to at scale to validate that the reps are, are owning it and, and saying it in an authentic way, not in a scripted way. So we can use automation to, to, to make that, to offload the managers. Because right now we see so many companies are using tools and they have sales rep practice a pitch and then they submit it. And then nobody's taking the time to go in and review it. So we enable that as well. You can use our scorecards and our comments and you can coach individuals here and there. But we, I think of it as spot checking. But overall, you know, giving at scale people feedback so hard. So we're providing them automated coaching and we let that manager have this view to see how people are doing, how much they've practiced, how their scores look, and then maybe decide who, who needs them to go in and do some spot checking or some coaching. Yeah, I love that, Deborah. I think it makes so much sense to be able to bring in a different element to training and coaching, especially in your one-on-ones. I've seen the same type of platform, the same format. They've got their sheet out. This week, you hit these KPIs. This week, you didn't do that. This week, you didn't make these many calls. And it becomes very boring, mundane. People get to the point where they're like, wait a second, you told me that last week. And and maybe I get a pat on the back if I actually hit my calls this week or if I close another deal. No, we want to be able to help them understand it's not about the week that's here. We're looking at your professional growth long term. And I love the way you can integrate your technology at every level of their career, especially when you think about growing to, let's say, another position, being groomed for a different situation. So let me bring it back a little bit, Deborah, because you and I have had this talk. And I've actually positioned Voice Vibes in some of my presentations. As a matter of fact, I gave a presentation to a group of CIOs and CTOs and positioned Voice Vibes for them professionally to be able to work on their speaking skills. So how can you, and I can tell you from my position as a coach, but how can you position your technology to help coaches with their clients? Because I think initially coaches might get insecure thinking, oh no, you can't take my job, but there's a way you can marry them together and you really need to have both, right? Absolutely, yes. So when I sell our product, I'm always explaining first and foremost, this is a supplement and a reinforcement tool to the training that you already have. So we don't consider ourselves a training company, we're a platform to better equip people to adopt and put into practice what the thought leaders are defining as best practices. So 
it's a perfect supplement to help scale all the smarts that you're bringing to the table. So you're helping them craft messages. You're helping them learn what to do better, but then they need to go practice that over and over or, you know, have some kind of accountability and you don't have enough hours in the day to do all of that. So this is meant to really scale and reinforce and help them to own what they've learned through an awesome trainer like yourself. We'll be right back after this short break. We want to thank our sponsor for today's episode, Live Love Thanks. Live Love Thanks helps purpose-driven women leaders, executives, and entrepreneurs to permanently eliminate clutter and end stress and overwhelm so they can move forward in their careers, relationships, and health. Visit LiveLoveThanks.com for impactful coaching and program professional women's. Thank you for checking out the Twins Talk It Up podcast. If you're enjoying this program and are learning something along with us, please consider becoming a supporting member through our Patreon at patreon.com slash DSB Leadership Speaking. Also consider leaving a great rating on iTunes and comment on our other platforms. If you would like more information or would like to become a guest on a future episode, please send a message via our website www.dsbleadershipgroup.com. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. As a special thank you, we have an amazing offer for our listeners for a free consultation over the next two weeks. Visit our website and schedule your free 30-minute consultation. And now, let's get back to the episode. Welcome back to Twins Talk It Up podcast. Well, thank you, Deborah. I appreciate it. This is David. And it really does so much to be able to add value. And it makes you look as a leader of an organization, as a coach for the people you're training. It positions you in a different way when you're able to add a tool like this. I'm not just in the gym telling you to work out this way. I actually want you to eat differently, too. And so if you could add on these different exercises, these different strategies, really develop the right habits, you're going to see an incredible transformation, Deborah. And I appreciate you making that point. Can I ask you this? When it comes to openings and closing, I'm going to pick on myself a little bit here. What have you found from your research, you working with other organizations, how important it is to open in the right way and not just open, but close in the right way? Yeah, that's what, when I did the research, starting this out, I interviewed a lot of coaches. We've read a lot of papers and we found that to be perhaps the most important or one of the most important aspects of the whole product. And that's why we have a dial called strength of opening specifically. So your opening is essential. People are making a judgment about you in the first eight seconds typically, but we give it 30. Uh, but, and I've heard different studies where that number is different, but eight seconds, 11 seconds, 30 seconds, somewhere in there, they're making this judgment about you and that influences the way they perceive you. And we know data shows, I can tell you some stories if we have time, but just how that subconscious judgment about you off the bat influences everything they hear going forward. So if you can capture them and relate to them and make them connect with you up front, everything else you say will be better received. And then on the ending, to your point, that's the other part where to get your point across, 
I've always been told to think first about how you're going to end, mm. what you're going to ask of your audience or what, what that, that thing is and focus on that ending, then back up and make everything lead towards that. Mm. So when you conclude, you're building your case for that point. So both the, focusing on your content, especially and what you want to achieve at the end and then focusing on how you come across in the beginning are, are very important. That's powerful. This is uh, Danny, by the way, Deborah. Thank you for that example. Uh, let's let's elaborate a little bit more on that because I think uh, you're alluded to the fact that these individuals need to think about their story and <laughs> need to have a good storytelling process. Uh, before they speak, they should think about the ending. Uh, they should think about what they want to, how they want to come across, and what the outcome of what they would like to have happen. I can tell you a lot of salespeople don't think that way at all. They're just like, look, I got to get through my sales process. I have to get through my sales stages. I need to upload my CRM. Okay, I got all the person said, yes, we scheduled a point. Okay, I scheduled another call the next day. They're not really thinking about, uh, am I authentic when I speak? Uh, do I want the end user not to just say, yes, I want to have a follow-up call, but can we talk about it right now? Why should we wait until next week? Let's talk about it right now. So there's a lot of things that are missing because we're so used to following a program or step-by-step. -step. When we think about the storytelling aspect and you're speaking to the, the sales leadership team, for example, to help their sales reps, um, how are you helping them to think more into their questions and more into their way that they talk to the sales reps rather than just looking at a spreadsheet that Dave said earlier, being born by going through the checklist of the KPIs and the performances. How are you helping them to think outside the box? Because I'll tell you that 99 out of 100 uh, sales leaders I've spoken to, all they care about is the numbers. They're not really thinking about, okay, yes, the numbers are important, but the way I ask about the numbers or the way I ask the sales rep, okay, do you believe that if you could have done this or that more, it could have made the outcome of the call differently? Because they're so used to asking the question, checking the box, but they're not asking the question in a way of what should the outcome be? Or how should I ask in a way where the sales rep is open to talk about the weaknesses or the strengths? They're not asking these open-ended questions uh, about these KPIs. They're just trying to get through the checklist. So I know it's a long about way question, that, uh, the way I'm asking it, but what I'm really trying to do is how can I be more sensitive when I'm coaching these sales leaders on how they should address talking to their sales reps without calling them out on it? That's interesting. So I think to your question, helping these managers have these critical conversations mm -hmm. to motivate their teams. That's a whole other use case uh, where, you know, the manager could be practicing a conversation. And I have seen examples of users in our system and the best practices that I've seen is when, to your point, it's a little more open-ended. It's asking them how they feel and it's listening. It's offering, you know, it's getting the rep to articulate what they want and then coming in and being able to say, to see how they can help. So the manager's helping them to achieve a goal that they will already genuinely want to be successful. So that's, that's the angle that I've seen mm -hmm. uh, to, to, I'm not usually the one training them. I just see what our customers are doing that what's working for them. And then the other usage in our platform is that I've seen some managers make assignments for their reps where instead of enforcing a like, practice this or practice this or practice this, which mm. can be helpful too, um, they might say, here's an assignment where you can upload a call that you want coaching on. Mm. So it's not like Big Brother where our platform doesn't 
listen in on every call and find what you did wrong on every call and make reps feel like someone's breathing down their neck. But it's more, they can say, hey, here's a call where I would love some coaching. They can upload the call into our system. They can get some automated feedback, but then they, they, they flag their coach. The coach has it right there in front of them. It separates the speakers. It shows which one was the rep. It shows how much they talked. It shows where they said certain words. Mm. And then they can go in and highlight areas, write comments, use customized scorecards. So they're also using this as a coaching platform where the rep is initiating and, and willing to get the help rather than some other platforms that are out there that really feel, you know, make people feel nervous. Yeah, that's a great, uh, that's a great response, Deborah, because uh, as a head of sales for a software company, before I started my own fractional sales, head of sales business, we would listen in to the sales rep speaking and we would record the calls. It's almost as if every time they spoke to a customer, they knew they were going to get uh, recorded. But one of the great things I liked as well is I'd like to listen in on my sales managers and the sales directors on their coaching of the sales reps. So it's, it's always important to listen on a call, but I love the fact that we can take a call, we can upload it, it can analyze it. And for me, that would be so much more aware for the sales rep to be able to understand that because almost every single sales manager, sales director I've coached, they're not doing that. They're just saying, Hey, you know, why aren't you closing more sales? Well, this call, they look at the call length, your call length was five minutes instead of 10 minutes, your call uh, length was only this instead of that. You did this many calls per minute. And so at the, they're not really focusing on the quality of the call yeah. or the authenticity of the person's voice. They're not doing any of that. It's just more of how long was the call? It was too short because you didn't ask the right questions. So it was a lot of assumptions that are being made. And I believe that they have the ability to have the sales rep uh, load up his or her call and be able to analyze it on their own downtime it's very uh, rewarding in the aspect that they know they can improve themselves so that the next time they have a performance review with their sales manager, they can come across more confident. So I think it could be a win-win situation, not just for the sales organization to purchase your tool, but also for the sales rep who wants to better themselves to close more deals. Because at the end of the day, I don't have to motivate salespeople when they, want, when they have one goal and that goal is to make money. If I give them the tools and the tools are free because it's provided by the company, we purchased the tools, they're going to go out and do it. I've, every sales rep I've coached, has, they're, they're self-motivated when they, be, when they feel like someone believes in them. And I believe marrying your technology with the current tool set that is in sales, hands, sales reps' hands today could only be a win-win situation. Well, thank you. And I love your point that... Also, especially now that managers and their employees are oftentimes meeting over Zoom and not in person, if you were coaching me right now, we could take this Zoom call and we've got an import button in Voice Vibes. We can just upload it and then your boss could coach you on how you coached me. <laughs> Love it. Love it. This, this is uh, David. And I will say there, there was a, a, an area of looking at Voice Vibes that made it so simple. You could literally just take your speech, your call, upload it instantly, and then be able to get that feedback. I, I really appreciate that, Deborah. Can I ask you any stories? I mean, the fact that you've now grown this organization, this company to a point where it can be acquired, and someone came to you and said, I love what you're doing. I can see the impact you're making. We've got to have you. We've got to have this. Any other stories you might want to share with our listeners? And by the way, if you are listening to the Twins Talking to Podcast, I want to encourage you right now to hit that subscribe button. Give us a five-star rating. 
and continue to support this program so we can bring incredible leaders like Deborah onto this show. But back to Deborah here, any other stories you might want to share with our listeners, any thought that you might want to provide to say, this is how I know it's making the difference because you started off Voice Vibes really for the educational space when you think about universities and now corporate America is taking it. They're loving it. They're running with it. But any other stories you might want to share with our listeners, Deborah? There, well, there's one other area that's growing and we're seeing, we're hearing a lot that this is a need for salespeople. So I'll mention this one is uh, subject matter experts often will get brought into the deals, right? So on these big enterprise sales, mm-hmm. some of these, the salespeople have prepared and, and they're going to make sure that they're polished, but then they bring in other team members to help close the deal. And what I hear over and over again is sometimes it's a very nervous feeling. Like, what are they going to say? How are they going to come across? Are they going to just go off in details? And so VoiceWise is also a very helpful tool yeah. to help the sales person that's coordinating the deal to have everyone practice their part of the presentation and make sure that they've practiced. You can have them do it, listen, make sure they're concise and make sure that they're self-aware that they're boring. Because those types of people are more oftentimes, you know, they could, we could, we can get boring. So it's a way that, that you can control that process a little better. And I, I hear a lot of stories how that's really adding value as well. Well, I appreciate you sharing that, Deborah. And this has been such an exciting time with you. One thing I will share with our audience is that when you get to spend time with Deborah, you see how genuine she really is, how passionate she is about professionals and their growth. And she is super authentic. She talks about her children. She talks about her family. And even in one interview that I was able to glimpse of Deborah and what she caught, even as a, as a parent, her parenting skills, how she spoke to her children. These were things that she picked up on. And it really has lasting impact, lasting value, not just for you professionally, at your workplaces, but you're going to find that using this type of a tool, using voice vibes is going to help you in your pre- personal life. It's going to help you with your relationships, whether it be with your children, whether it be with your spouse, in your community. This is what this is about. And so I'm grateful that Deborah was able to join our program today. Deborah, you are fantastic. Thank you for working with DSB Leadership Group. I appreciate our ability to look at how we can partner together, use your technology to really enhance my offerings and my services. I am thrilled that you were able to join the Twins Talking Up program. Thank you, Deborah, for joining our show. It's been a pleasure, and I'm delighted to be a partner with DSB. You guys do awesome work. Thank you, Deborah. And we look forward to seeing you guys on the next program. If you have any questions, let us know. Right now, it is January. We are looking into adding on new services coming up, but we want to throw out a little ad here. If you want to be a sponsor for the DSB uh, Leadership Group, do that. Reach out to us. But more importantly, we want to look for sponsors for this program. Thank you again, Deborah, for joining us. You are awesome. We look forward to working together more in the future. Check us out in the next Twins Talking Podcast. We'll talk to you soon, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talking Up Podcast. Please subscribe and follow us on Instagram at DSP Leadership and visit us online at dsbleadershipgroup.com to learn more about our workshops and trainings. We will see you on the next episode of the Twins Talk It Up podcast.